more often than not, what the trees and what the plants don't actually communicate is like, we want you to take care of yourself. We want you to make sure that your cup is full because you've been giving, 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 and you're on a depleted state right now. And we really want you to be nourished very well. They will kind of give you more of the things of like, start within first, take care of your own body first. And then from that, from that state of rooted, anchored presence within your body, within your cyclical body, listening to that rhythm, that truth within you, then you get to radiate, then you get to make an effect on others. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cyclical Living Podcast, a podcast that will inspire and empower you to live your full, cyclical, soulful life. I am Sara Dusilara, founder of the Wild Rose Mystery School, a place dedicated to reawakening the wild, cyclical ways of our earth body and soul. Enjoy this episode, my love. Welcome to a new episode of the Cyclical Living Podcast. And in today's podcast, I want to take you into an activation and an empowerment journey of fully claiming your true nature, your true feminine nature and your naturally giving oracular abilities to channel plant consciousness. Now, what does that mean? Like a bunch of big words, like what, lady, what are you talking about? (laughs) So I believe, and I've seen that women, when they open up to the fullness of who they are, they become natural oracles for the plant realm to flow through well they become oracles basically for anything that they personally desire they can become an oracle for some goddess or some entity that they want to channel but that they can also use or we can also use our oracular abilities to channel plant consciousness is to tap into the plant realm and to listen and receive their message and then ultimately we can use that for the benefit of harmony restoring harmony which is something that we dearly need today in today's turbulent modern times and also you can use that to um yeah install healing or find support on your own journey or supporting others your clients your family your loved ones on their journey of greater health greater wealth greater yeah just harmony basically in life and i kept keep repeating the word harmony and i will throughout this episode so much because i feel that when we tap into the actual message of the plant realm what often their message for us is or what they help us to do is to find harmony because as humanity we've kind of deviated from that so far and the plants are very wise right now who taps into like who is that that lady who taps into plant consciousness well i call her the herbal priestess um and who is a herbal priestess let's start with that well to me a herbal priestess is a woman a feminine leader who as i said is able to tap into the plant realm and to channel their wisdom So she kind of puts her own ego and her own thought pattern 
aside and she allows the message of the plants to flow through and then she gives her voice or her body, her hands to create or to speak their message into being so that then she can help other people with that. Now, what the herbal priestess also does is she anchors her community in sync with the rhythm of nature and the natural rhythm of the body. And this is something that we so, so dearly need today. And so I really do hope that if you feel that desire or if the word herbal priestess kind of um, triggers something positive within you is heed that feeling, heed that intuition. And I really believe that when we have a desire to become something or to have certain skills like channeling plant consciousness or becoming a herbal priestess, I believe that we already are that. So right now, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I would love to be a herbal priestess. Well, I believe that you already are a herbal priestess because that desire shows that you already are. And all you need to do is kind of surround yourself with the right people who can help you on that path or surround yourself with the plant realm and develop these tools and practice and rituals that will anchor you further into that identity, into that part that already exists within you, but just needs some nurturing to grow. Just like the seed of a plant or a tree contains the full tree, um, it does require some time, some patience, some care in order for that seedling to grow into an adult tree, right? And of course, if we're talking about trees, this is a very long and slow process. But if it is, um, let's say, a paprika plant, like um, a pepper plant or something, then I mean, in one in one year or in one uh, spring and summer season, autumn, you'll already have your harvest. So, <laughs> and that is the same for you. For some people that cultivating that inner herbal priestess will be really fast and it will be just like one year and you already will be harvesting the fruits of your labor. And then for others, it will just require a little bit, a little bit longer. Now, that doesn't mean that one is more worthy than the other. It really, really doesn't. And um, I think it just means it depends on how far you are, because maybe that herbal priestess is the beginning of your priestess journey. And maybe you are already a priestess of another heritage. And this is just another skill that you're going to apply with. So always be kind and compassionate to yourself on the journey of becoming more of who you truly are. But always, always, always heed those desires and follow those nudges. Now, what I wanted or what I fell into, because as I'm creating this podcast, I'm really co-creating it with Bridget, the goddess that I work with a lot when it comes to herbal priestessing, um, is what really wanted to be mentioned is that in today's world, a herbal priestess is also an activist. Now, why is that? Is because in today's world, humanity lives in this belief in the mainstream that human is separate from nature, that human is looking in on nature. And we have the industrial revolution to thank for that. We have people like Descartes to thank for that, who installed this idea in humanity that we are basically a mind, a ratio that is looking in on the natural world, like looking in. So we have a mind that is looking in the body 
And we have a human that is looking in on nature, but it is separate. And the biggest aspiration that we could get in life is to transcend the body, is to transcend the natural world, the bestial worlds, and become fully ratio, fully rationalized. And that is like what we have our current society, societal model very much founded upon. We have that in happening when, for example, you are expressing something that is completely felt in your body that is fully rooted in your emotions. And somebody tells you like, oh my God, you're so emotional. Why don't you just be a little bit more rational? Because your emotions really are not a good um, impulse to follow. When somebody tells you that, you can know that that person's belief system is actually rooted in that ancient belief system that we've inherited from Descartes. And then, of course, Descartes had that from further down the line in the patriarchal religions with Christianity, for example, Catholicism, where it's all about ascending into the mind, into the heavens and completely ignoring the body. Now, that belief system that that our mind is better than our body, our mind is better than our emotions, our mind is better than our hormonal state, for example, right? Because our emotions are our hormones and our body, that those two are the same, right? The hormones are chemicals um, that feed then the emotions that or, or that are become the emotions that we have. So the two are not separate. So the mind is something that needs to control that and is somehow elevated to that same as humanity is elevated on nature and looking in on nature now when we believe that when we believe that the mind is separate from the body and human is separate from nature that severing between that whole make breaking it up into two makes it possible for humans to destroy the natural earth in the way that we're doing to continue going on a monoculture basis right as what i live on an agriculture country and i see just the farmers they're going at it with their big machines um tilling the soil way too much not thinking that actually what they're doing with their spraying and they're heavily working on the agriculture we are also making ourselves sick, right? And as you are listening and tapping into the Cyclical Living Podcast, I am well aware that you know this, right? You know that what we're doing to nature, we're doing to ourselves. Why? Because you know that we are not separate from nature, right? You've already transcended that belief, I think. And if you haven't, you just did, <laughs> right? Congratulations. Um, and this is such a key realization for the herbal priestess is that this is the activism piece, what she needs to do today. What we need to do today is to help people remind that actually we are not separate from nature, that we are nature, right? That the cyclical rhythm that we see in the seasons is the same rhythm that we see in the body and especially the menstrual cycle. That the reason why we feel so depleted, we, we are getting sick. We are having to deal with chronic disease, whether it is on a mental state or on a bodily state, on a physical state, that it is precisely because we are treating the natural world in that way, that those two are interlinked, that it is a web of life where one affects the other. And it is not a, 
separate. It is an ecosystem, right? It's not something separate where it's all in boxes and we somehow can think that ratio mind is outside looking in. That's not the reality. The reality is that's all mixed in together. Now, as I said, like the herbal priestess, she is a voice for that reality. She speaks to that. She helps to see people that if they treat the earth in a certain way, that they're treating themselves in that same way, that the food that we eat does matter, that the way that we connect with the plant realm does matter for our own health and benefit. And in that sense, she really is somebody who believes is that every little piece where we can heal where we can weave those um, pieces, where we can weave that human consciousness that believes it is separate back into the whole, that that will create the ripple that is restoring and anchoring the new earth, right? That is restoring earth as Eden. And so that is why she is an activist. That is why her job right now is partly on the returning to that harmony in the full web of life, in the ecosystem. If we look at our ancestors or herbal priestess ancestors, she wasn't always an activist because let's say in an Avalonian, in the Avalonian um, lineage, right? When Avalon was still thriving and going strong, the herbal priestesses then weren't activists. They were just the foundation of the way society was set. And what she would do is she would hold the myths and the legends and the healing abilities to support her community. Every season of the year, every festival in the wheel of the year, she would hold a ritual that would help to anchor people into that cyclical rhythm of the earth. So as I'm recording this, we are just approaching sowing, which is the death portal of the year. At this time, these priestesses of the past would then perform rituals that would really celebrate the unique essence of this portal in the wheel of the year. So in Soen, it's all about the death process and celebrating the death process, which is something so weird if we're thinking about it in today's world where death is feared and tried to be suppressed the ancient herbal priestesses would celebrate the death process because they would know that actually it's that death that becomes the compost for new life and it is necessary. And going into the death portal, it can bring some pain. And so there we're going to bring comfort to the people to help deal with that pain, to give it a space, to not suppress it when it, when it happens, right? But also to remind them that death is also a time to go inwards, to descend into the darkness, to find the peace, to find find the calm, to find the tranquility. And as you're hearing me speak about these priestesses holding those myths and holding the essence of each and every festival of the year, and then also of the bigger energies of the feminine body, for example, the cycle of the feminine body, the cycle of the earth, the cycle of anything that you would need as a society, as these priestesses would hold the rituals and the myths to guide the people, you might already be thinking like, damn, we really need that in today's world. And boy, do we need that in 
in today's world, right, boys and girls? <laughs> and that is why I'm recording this podcast episode and really urging you to fully claim that part of yourself, to remember and retrace those myths and legends and to speak them into being once more, but of course, transformed and anchored into our current needs. But if ever we need somebody who remembers these ancient rhythms and who reminds people that taking rest as we're approaching so in doing a ritual that honors that death process that honors that rest process then maybe if that person that you've then empowered with your myth with your legend with your story with your support if that person then can find an inner okay, it is okay to take rest, it is okay to be peaceful, it is okay to not always keep going, that that person will change its life, will take more time for rest on both a monthly level and a yearly level. And then that person gets to inspire other people and they get to inspire other people. And then maybe right now, there, or maybe that then will ripple out and fully anchor in that cyclical rhythm again. And then maybe monoculture will change into permaculture. And this is already happening as we speak. However, this is why I'm recording this podcast is because many people still struggle to use their voice for that, to be an activist. And often the struggle is in finding a balance between either not speaking at all because fear of speaking out, fear of saying the wrong things, fear of sounding stupid, fear of being different than the norm. I mean, so many fears, fear of being rejected, fear of not being good enough, right? The list is long. So not speaking out because of fear or on the other side is speaking out, but in anger and hate and just like spitting it out and being like, you are so wrong. So for example, me going outside now to that farmer yelling at him, being like, you motherfucker, you are destroying the earth because you're the monoculture beast that is not living in alignment with the harmony of the earth, right? I mean, yeah, but that may be so that monoculture is destroying the ecosystem we have lots of evidence that is backing that however me going out to that farmer yelling will not serve anyone that farmer is just doing their best and they're part of a system and it's the system that is rotten right and that yelling to people individuals it's not a way that you're going to motivate people to change their behavior as well. And that is why as a herbal priestess, that's not what we're going to do. We're not wasting our energy with hateful speech, unnecessary hateful speech. We do honor anger if we're feeling angry because of monoculture or because of anything that we feel like, oh my God, you're destroying the earth natural biodiversity you're destroying the natural cyclical rhythm that we're supposed to live by and you're just making it into a flat line we get to be angry for that however we get to channel that and use that in a way where it is of service where it's building a solution and not just negatively spewing over people that really not going to change anyway um and so there are ways of using those emotions in a positive way that they do anchor in change. Um, and this is where I feel like the herbs, the 
living with the plant realm and channeling plant consciousness comes in and is so important because when you are working with plants in that way of allowing them to support the fullness of you, they will never tell you to suppress your anger. They will never tell you to ignore any emotion or say that you are um, not worthy to speak out, right? That's not how they work. They will be compassionate and they will accept the fullness of you. And then they will give techniques or ideas or um, other ways of doing things if you ask them that will be so different than our human mind is programmed to think because they have a totally different consciousness, a totally different way of thinking that, well, thinking might not even be the right word, right? Existing than humans do. However, it will be super supportive to restore harmony, both within yourself first and then outside, because that is something that as a herbal priestess, if you feel like, mm, yes, I am a herbal priestess, or mm, yes, I want to develop that aspect of myself, of my identity, become a herbal priestess. She is an activist, but this is so, so important, is that she is an activist that takes care of herself first. She takes care of herself first. She makes sure that on a cyclical basis, on a monthly basis, she has her time for rest, where she's not doing anything, just laying in the couch, just, I don't know, reading, sipping teas, eating lots of beautiful, delicious broths and, and all those good, nutritious foods so that she's super full. Um, if you're still in your bleeding years, then this would be your time of the bleed where you're just receiving. You're receiving love, love from the plant realm, love from the nutrition, love from the cozy um, furniture that you have in your apartment, love from the books and the movies that you like to watch, love from yourself to just be and receive. And then afterwards, as you naturally come out of that restful place, you have the energy to go out and give to others. And you have the patience to deal with somebody who's stubborn and who thinks that we're separate from nature and who thinks that they're not destroying nature when they're doing things that is actually destructive. You will have the patience to look through that or you will have the wisdom to know like, okay, this person will never change and I'm just going to retreat and focus my intention on something that will do and make a difference, right? So I can see that in myself. I used to come from a place where I was an activist and I was so angry um, at the politicians and I would spend days and days and days speaking with my friends about how sucky the politicians are and how bad of a job they're, they're doing but I, I wasn't doing anything to make a change. Well, I was doing certain things to make a change, but so little compared to the amount of hate that I was speaking about on a day-to-day -day basis. Right now, I sometimes speak about how bad politicians are, um, but when I do, it is more from a state of like questioning them in a healthy way and also from a state of like, okay, I know where I have personal power to change things. If I don't, I let it go and I focus my attention on something that I do have personal power on or I make that shift very fast, right? I might like spend five minutes talking about, oh, this politician is really 
sucky like why are they in power whereas before it would be three days or three months of like this politician is such a dickhead yeah they are we know we know that they're dickheads and that's why we need people from the ground up to change and that is what herbal priestesses do they don't wait around and go to the top of the mountain and ask politely like hey would you please change or yell at them and to be like yeah you motherfucker you need to change they don't waste their time with that what they do is they go to the roots they go to the roots of the forest and they look like what is needed here they go sit with a tree, open up their channel, listen to the tree and ask like, what do you need? Approach the trees as kin, as elders and be like, mm, you've been on earth for a longer period than I have. You have seen this world, these lands change. Please tell me what is needed to restore harmony and what can I do today that will help restore that harmony? And what you will know, and depending on where you are on your personal journey with self-care, more often than not, when you do that, now I really do want, don't want to be speaking and co-opting your channel, but what I've noticed with supporting other women as well is that more often than not, what the trees and what the plants don't actually communicate is like, we want you to take care of yourself. We want you to make sure that your cup is full because you've been giving, giving, giving and you're on a depleted state right now. And we really want you to be nourished very well. We want you to work with this herbal ally so that it will um, maybe calm down your um, nervous system because it's been overactive for such a long time or maybe we want to you to work with this herbal ally who will help to strengthen your stomach which is which is just is in disarray of trying to um, uh, you know uh, break down maybe some very bad foods right they will kind of give you more of the things of like start within first take care of your own body first and then from that from that state of rooted anchored presence within your body within your cyclical body listening to that rhythm that truth within you then you get to radiate then you get to make an effect on others because what often is a thing is what with activism is that what we need to know and that is what the herbal priestesses represent is that Activism is much more about being than it is about saying, right? That is why we're having such terrible politicians today is because they're all about saying and not about being. And this is where we don't repeat what they do. So instead of saying and thinking that we know everything, we're just going to be, we're going to anchor, we're going to stand from that rooted place, that deeply connected place into the earth. Right. So I'm just going to feel into the field if there are any questions. Yeah, I can feel definitely the question like, okay, but how do we channel plant consciousness? Well, the easiest way to do that is to trust your intuition. Sarah, that's not easy. <laughs> it is easy the more that you do it right so the easiest way to do that to channel plant consciousness is to literally go and sit in stillness with plants um, you can either sit with them 
next to them. However, I personally find that already a step two. If I would teach you really from the basics on, I would say start with herbal teas, with just one tea that you put, uh, one herb that you put in a tea and you let it sit for a long time, like 30 minutes to six hours or so. And then you make yourself very still, just as you would meditate, you make yourself very still, you do a little body scan, becoming aware of like, what is up? How is your current state? And then you invite in that plant. So let's say you're doing a tea meditation with Red Clover, you take your cup with you and you say, hello, Red Clover. I invite you to show yourself to me. I invite the spirit of Red Clover to come in show me what you want me to support you what you want to support me with show me what i can do to support you or to support the herbal realm or to do anything that you want to do right any project that you're working on and then just take a sip very slow very mindful take it in drink it in and ask just ask oftentimes we make things so complicated we kind of think, oh, okay, if you want to channel plant consciousness, you need to travel to Peru, you need to drink ayahuasca, and you need to fast for 24 hours before, and then you need to take ayahuasca and puke everything, all of the distorted things out, and then you're clean enough to channel the plant consciousness. I do not believe that. I do not believe that. I do not believe we need to be so freaking hardcore on ourselves to get somewhere. I believe that if your heart and intention is pure and if you approach a plant with love and say like, hey, brother, sister, kin, I really need your support. I'm struggling with finding rest. I feel guilty when I want to take two days off while I'm bleeding. I feel like I'm not good enough when I do that. I feel like I'm being um, too loud. I, I want to say something, but I'm afraid to use my voice. Say that. Say that to the plan and ask for their help. Go and say like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. What is your What is your help for me? What is your message? I would love your support. And they will give it to you. The plants are very giving by nature. That is who they are as a species. They are so giving. Of course, when you're asking to like harvest the plant or work with a plant and you're getting a clear no, respect that. Respect that they are sovereign beings who get to have their own yes and no. But more often than not, they will say yes and they will want to help you and then trust that and invite that in and let them take care of you. And you get to do it in a nice and gentle way. You know, I have a free meditation um, and in the background, um, there's a library of exercises and one exercise is a herbal bath. You can download that free meditation, by the way, if you want, I'll put the link in the description box below. And in that library, there is a practice about a herbal bath, whereas you're just going to make a very strong tea and then pour that into your bath water. And then you're just sitting in a big giant teacup, but your skin absorbs as well. And so you're absorbing the plant material through your skin and you're just sitting in it and you're bathing in the essence of this plant uh, that you've decided to work with for that herbal bath. Now, that is such a nice beautiful way that a herbal priestess would work with plants and she would channel plant consciousness right easeful comfortable 
sitting back, feeling super taken care of, feeling so delicious and so soft, so safe to open up, right? We really don't need to go so hardcore on ourselves because that too is a distorted version of the idea that somehow the descent, the going into the darkness, the going into the deeper wisdoms of our own beings, that that is supposed to be hard, that growth is supposed to be hard, that reconciliation with the natural world is supposed to be hard. And we need to atone for our sins and we need to suffer as we made the natural world suffer. No, there is no separation between one and the other. There is no separation between us and the earth. So if we truly want to heal the earth, if we truly want to anchor in the earth as Eden, we need to approach it from a blissful state, from a state of harmony, from a state of kindness, by being kind to yourself, by approaching the plants in that kind and gentle way, we will be restoring harmony, right? It's not through that hateful way. It's not through that hardcore um, making ourselves fast and making ourselves do all these crazy things and suffer. That is last paradigm. And it didn't get us anywhere positive. It really hasn't. Because look at the mess we're in right now, right? So if you want to heal that, that is what the herbal priestess within me and within us asks is go by it gently go by it gently be nice to yourself find whatever makes you feel full whatever makes you feel harmonious whatever makes you feel loved and taken care of and if you are in that state where you can give that to yourself you can then give that to your clients, to your family, to your community, and then you will inspire people to do the same with your energy alone. And then that will ripple out and anchor in the fullness. And so, yeah, that is really my desire for you. If there is one thing from this podcast episode that you take with you is you get to grow through kindness. And that is ultimately the main message that the plant realm has given me, right? As I am and open my channel to their wisdom, it's always be kind, right? Even just now recording this episode, oh my gosh, I started it four times again, like four times. And every time I was like, no, this is not good. Oh my God, this is, why doesn't it work? And then I just said like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. It doesn't work. I'm trying to force it. I'm trying to think with my mind, like, what are all the right things to say? I'm just going to let it go, release it. I'm just going to take a walk with the trees. And as I was walking, I was like, hey, Bridget, which is a herbal priest, like a herbal goddess. Um, I was like, hey, Bridget, just come to my heart, come into my mind and bring some ease and quiet because it's very chaotic in here and not in a good fertile way. It's really in a destructive way um, and it's not serving me. And I really would love to record this episode because people in my community have been asking for a new episode and I so want to serve and I so want to get this message out. And I really want to empower and inspire you, the listener, to reclaim your power. So please, Bridget, please, Trees, help me, please wind, help me to get out of that funk of things needing to be hard 
and just let it ease and flow. And just like that, right? Just like that little walk was enough to help anchor that in. And that is how fast also it goes if you kind of work with the plant realm. And there are many ways you can do, right? Many techniques, but working with the plants and being with them and asking their help actively with your voice, going to them and asking their help is beneficial. And I'm hearing this little um, question in here, but yeah, but you know, humanity has been asking so much of the plant realm and we've been treating them so terribly. So who am I to ask even more? Well, if you are taken care of fully, if you are fully grounded in your own herbal priestess, you will become their biggest ally. So it is of service. And we really need to step out of that uh, false activist archetype where it is um, giving from depletion because we're afraid that if we're not giving on a constant, nothing will change. No, the change that is needed is going back to that cyclical rhythm, which the plants teach us, which the earth teaches us, which our bodies, our cyclical bodies teach us. Everything is structured in that action and rest mode, right? And going back to that, listening to the myths and legends of our ancestors and hearing what they say, they all speak about that cyclical rhythm. They all speak about a time for action and a time for rest. And so true activism is listening to that rhythm, honoring that, that rhythm and embodying that rhythm, right? And so that's my biggest invitation for you. Um, so yeah, if you've been loving this um, episode, and if you kind of felt like, oh my God, this stirred some stuff up in the good, in the best way possible, I just want to invite you to journey with me for Herbo Moon. We're starting 14th of October live uh, for the next second year. And this is my membership where we go come together in circle on a monthly basis to really learn how to channel plant consciousness to how to fill your own cup, how to set healthy boundaries, how to work with all these energies, right? And how to become this activist from a full state of being just like rippling out harmony, how to grow from pleasure. Um, and so, yeah, if you've been inspired by my free content, like imagine what a year of journeying together will do. It's really, really crazy how that can help you and how that can support you. So I warmly invite you to check that out. Link is also in the description box below. And let me know in the comments how this episode landed for you. What was uh, what was really activating for you? What did you like? What um, kind of questions did it stir up? And sending you much love for now. As always, feel free to reach out to me. I love hearing from you. And any requests for, for any topics of the podcast is also very welcome. Uh, so yeah, for now, sending you much love and thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, my love. If you feel inspired to work with me on a deeper level, then I invite you to check out my offers on my website, wildrosemysteryschool.com or through Instagram where you can find me as deuce.sarah. And for now, sending you much love and cyclical bliss. Bye-bye.